Hey guys, I'm back. Look, I know I'm late with this review of Grey's Anatomy. I for, actually, I did forget that um, it was back on. I know it came back on, I think back in December. And normally I have my, you know, DVR set, you know, to record it. For some reason it didn't. So I was speaking to someone else and they were telling me about um, the most recent episode. And I said, well, let me go back and catch up. So I'm behind three episodes. And I think eight, nine, and 10 are the episodes that I'm behind on. So let me do a quick summary of those three episodes. So for me, the base, the biggest story was the whole Weber method situation. You know, Web, Dr. Weber is in charge of the residence and he devised a more lenient, uh, if you will, method of giving, uh, maybe the lenient isn't the best word. He wants to empower the residents. And I think part of that came from, remember a few seasons back, there was um uh this this uh doctor came in to evaluate um the efficiency and you know all of that in the um at Grays and one of the things that she found problematic was with the residency program it's not allowing the residents to have more autonomy remember that i think he kind of you know allowed started to develop a method that allowed more autonomy for the residents is what i'm saying so it, 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 you know, they can go, there's a lead resident and then there's the lead surgeon and then there's another resident that's in the OR with them and they can do whatever the surgery it is up until a certain point. Then they have to contact the attending to come in there and to guide them for the remainder of whatever, you know, the surgery is. Now, with that in mind, it does come with some, it did come with some uh, pushback because things can go wrong. Uh, things can go wrong. Even, you know, you go in and you prepare and you go in and you might encounter very early in the surgery something that you didn't prepare for. You know, there could be a cyst or a tumor that was hidden. So the scans didn't pick up on it. The blood work didn't pick up on it. So it's there. And now it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to cause more complications because of what's been discovered. So a lot of things can go wrong really quickly in the OR. And so pushback came from Bailey wasn't a hundred percent with it. Meredith's been kind of like out on the fence. She, you know, she knew about it, but she didn't really give a whole lot of opinion on it because, you know, um, she just, you know, she's working on the Parkinson's project. So she's in and out between Minnesota and Seattle. So she really kind of is hands off, distant and away from the situation. Now, um, Maggie Pierce, you know, she's been, on, she was out for a while, but she's back now because she was in Boston for whatever reason. And she was a little bit, um, not a little bit, quite a bit against the whole Weber method. She feels like it's a way too much autonomy given to a resident, even for simplistic surgeries. Now, it's not like they're going in, this is all general surgery. So it's not like they are going in doing uh, heart surgery. So they're not in Maggie's department. Because Maggie was like, I'm not going to allow that in my department. We're, you know, you have to be with, you know, a, an attending when you are doing anything with the heart. So, and I'm sure in neuro, they're not in there with neuro. So, and you wouldn't expect those specialties to have a resident all on their own 
you know, cause that's, it's, it's, it's very nuanced. It's very specialized. So you wouldn't expect neuro to say, okay, yeah, you can go in there and do that until a certain point. You, you, you can't really afford that. But anyway, so, so that's what we got going on here. So Schmidt has been, uh, he has been like the star resident, you know, he's been doing all the assignments. He's been you know, doing all the projects right or whatever. He's been a star. So he has been picked to be the lead surgeon uh, for the next OR, whatever it is. Um, you know, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know the medical terminology. And his assistant, if you will, I think her name is Cass or is it Beth? The blonde head, the one that had the crush on Meredith. You know, she's um, the assistant on to Schmidt. So... We get the patient for Schmidt, and it's actually someone that Schmidt is, you know, he has, uh, he's a fan. This guy's a podcaster. Schmidt knows all of his, you know, podcasts, and he's basically a huge fan. And the guy is, you know, pretty much like, well, wow, I'm glad to, you know, finally get the star experience and all of that. You know, he's, he's, he likes it. He's, he's happy to see that Schmidt is so, you know, excited about doing this process. So, when they get in the OR, okay, when they get in the OR, you know, whatever the surgery was, it was going fine until it didn't. And, you know, they're in the background, you know, Schmidt is having this, his, the guy's podcast playing in the background. And I, I don't know the girl's name, but whatever her name is, you know, she was like, okay, we're at the point now where we need to call an attending. And Schmidt got the big head, which was another probability of occurring with this Weber method. You know, Schmidt was like, I don't need an attending. I can do this. I know to do da 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 da. And instead of the other doctor saying not a good idea or whatever or pushback, you know, she didn't say anything. She didn't say anything further. And things went left and the patient bled out and died. Okay. So when Weber, Bailey, and Pierce all came into the OR, it looked like a, a crime scene. Blood everywhere. It was a mess. And, uh, you know, everybody looking over at, well, not everybody, but Pierce and Bailey looking over at Weber. And they're upset with Weber. And Weber was like, it's not my fault. He decided to go against the Weber method and do his own thing. That was a decision he made, not a problem with the method. That's Weber's argument. So Schmidt goes into basically a nervous breakdown. He's in the, you know, he does the whole hand scrubbing thing till his hands were bleeding. And he's really in shock. You know, this is the first patient he's ever lost. Um, he had admiration for this person. He's just not able to pull it together right now. And one thing about Grace is that they have shown, you know, many of the doctors who have gone through losing a patient, either they are emotionally connected to the patient or, I mean, especially the first time losing a patient is extremely difficult. And we've seen Bailey go through, um, not once, but a couple of times, especially that last time where she developed OCD, you know, she was there was an issue with the gloves and she thought she did something wrong and she never recovered from it. And she developed OCD. Um, so we have seen Maggie when she went ahead and did some process on her found to be, I guess her half sister or cousin or whatever. Her, it was Weber's niece. And um, you know, and she, and that patient ended up dying and Maggie went into a deep depression. So it's not unusual that 
you know, you see these physicians go into a deep, uh, 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 deep depression, you know, it's not unusual. So, and that's what happened with Schmidt and, uh, you know, um, his boyfriend, Nick is trying to comfort him. He don't want to be comforted. They had this thing called Eminem. I think it's morbidity and something else. I forgot what the other M stand for, but whatever. They kind of go over things that happen, I guess, in the ORs and all of that, especially those that pass on, that, that pass away. Uh, I, I guess it's about those that pass away, I guess, because it's called morbidity, I guess. So they are discussing deaths and what happened in the process. And so Schmidt did come in and he's trying to give his spiel on what happened, but he's not able to get through it. He's still having the PTSD and he's unable to get through the whole process. So he walks out. So now, you know, what uh, Bailey Black will call, you know, you know, Dr. Weber. Now, I don't understand why she didn't call the other doctor that was in the room because she obviously knows what's happening. She was the assistant, but, she, you know, Bailey wants to put Weber on the spot. And then Weber's explaining the process. And then you got Maggie coming through with all these these questions and accusations. And because the questions weren't really questions, they were more accusations because she was already in her feelings. She was angry, blah, blah, blah. And she was taking it out on Weber, which was wrong. The way she handled it was wrong. And Weber finally, you know, later on, when he talked to Maggie, he said, look, I really, first of all, I don't really want to talk to you about this. Secondly, you got a lot of nerve to try to point fingers and come at me sideways when not that long ago, you were in the same situation where your method didn't work either. Now did it on my niece. So I'm glad he got Maggie together because Maggie was out of order. And later on, Maggie you know, did say, you know, I was not really upset with you, but I took my anger out on you. You know, it just took me back to a place in time where every move I made was questioned. It took me back to that space when I did, you know, lose uh, Sabi, which was her cousin, I guess, and all of that. So, you know, I took it out on you and I went about things the wrong way. Typically, Maggie form, I don't care for Maggie, let's just be clear. I think I used to like her, but I see just how so non-self-aware she really is. And I don't know if that's because they want that character to be that. I guess they do because she never is aware of there's She lacks self-awareness very often. And this is another circumstances. She gets caught up in her feelings all the time. And then she takes it on other people. And then when they point it out to her, then she's like, oh, well, I didn't realize that. She never takes a step back and look at how she is processing and how she's projecting. She never does that. She's always, let me just put it out there because it does, it goes against my way of thinking. It goes against science. It goes against logic, blah, blah, blah. And Maggie ended up having a conversation with her husband who, you know, this is another storyline. The second one is, you know, Farouk is in the hospital. His mom, you know, that's Owen's sister is basically in a state of severe depression. And, if you know, she had said, you know, if Farouk doesn't come through, she, if he dies, she dies. So she was talking like she was going to commit suicide if Farouk doesn't make it and all of that. So he needs a heart transplant. So you got uh, uh, Cormick, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Cormick, the, uh, yeah, Dr. Cormick, you got Owen and you got Teddy going to this hospital um, to get the heart. And when they were on their way back, uh, 20 minutes outside of Seattle, the driver had a stroke. 
And then they ended up, the car like got pushed over, like it was, it rolled over to the edge of this cliff. Uh, you know, the dramatics of that. Teddy was able to get out the car, try to save the heart, try to get the heart, because they only got a certain amount of time that the heart is viable to get to surgery. And then, you know, during the process of, you know, it, you know, Owen and Cormick, they have their discussion and Owen admits to Cormick that, you know, he gave the soldier drugs to go ahead and kill himself and blah, blah, blah. And he promised that he would help out the other soldiers who were ready to go and all of that. And Cormick, he made Cormac promise that if he doesn't make it, that he will get that information to the other soldiers. And, you know, Cormac couldn't really make that promise. So anyway, they both get saved. Cormac, uh, Cormac actually got out before Owen. Owen's the last one. He went, he goes over the cliff. His leg is shattered. Uh, so Owen gets, to, when he gets to the hospital, he has to have surgery. Okay. Leg shattered and all of that. But he does talk to Cormac and he still, you know, was trying to get Cormac to, realize and understand what he was doing and corn was like i you know i wish you never told me anything about this i just you know i can't be part of that i i'm not gonna lose my license because of what you've done and so corbett makes a decision because he's his life passed before his eyes in this big accident owen drops this tea on him that he did not want so Cormac is like, I'm leaving. I'm going back to Ireland. I'm creating a new life for myself and my sons, and I'm done. Now, Teddy knows that something severe has happened. There's something going on, or she, you know, and she feels like, you know, she's talking to Owen. Owen's not giving her the information that she wants. And she talked to Cormac, and Cormac was like, you know, I'm, I'm leaving. You know, good luck with that. Bye. See you later. He didn't want to hear it. Um, <laughs> She even talks to Owens because ultimately the heart was, it seems like it's okay, even though it was bruised. And initially, Dr. Um, I think it's not Adago, he was like, I don't know about this. At first, it was like, it's a bruised heart. It might not do what it needs to do. But then he decided he had a, a good feeling. So he went off of his faith and he decided we're going to go ahead and use it. He talked to Maggie. Maggie was not for it. Of course, because it goes against logic, reason, science, and, and she doesn't deal with faith. You know, that's, you know. And so, okay, cool. They went ahead. They did the surgery. Everything seemed to be working out great. So Maggie did talk to uh, her husband because he's the one who did the surgery. And she was like, look, um, I'm just a logic and reasoning person. And I'm about the science. I look at everything from all angles. And although you do the same thing, it's just really interesting how you rely a lot on faith as well. And he was like, well, that's just how I was brought up. And that's just part of my way of living. I, you know, I, I, I'm a doctor and I believe in science as well, but yeah, I do also believe in faith. So I don't know how long that's going to work between the two of them. Cause Maggie's just not, she's again, she lacks that self-awareness. That ain't going to work for Maggie for long, okay? So with that in mind, um, like I said, uh, Farouk, so, so far he's doing okay. You know, so far he's all right. Cormac tells Bailey he out of here. She was like trying to convince him to stay. He didn't want to stay. Um, when it came to Weber, you know, he felt like people that he feel that's part of his family have abandoned him, um, you know, like Shepard and... Um, you know, uh, um, uh, boom, I can't, Pierce, Shepard, Amelia Shepard, and um, the other chick, <laughs> Grace Anatomy, Mer Meredith. Um, he just felt like they haven't been there for him and support him. 
And, you know, they just apologize. And he's like, you guys are my family, blah, blah, blah. All right. So let me get to another person I don't care for. Because that information was done. And then, you know, ultimately Bailey talked to Weber and she let him know that I think we need to just dismiss the whole Bailey method. I mean, uh, the Weber method. It's just not a good idea, period. And he apologized for going over her head the way he did to do things and all of that. So she was fine. They seemed to be okay. So let me get to Miss Amelia. So Amelia, since she's been in Minnesota, has been attracted to uh, this person whose pronouns is them and they. So um, the the, the person is non-binary, non-conforming. And Amelia is very attracted to this person. And I, and I, you know, can see this coming because Amelia has a track record of falling in love real hard and then losing interest. She does it all the time. She did it to Owen when she started messing around with uh, uh, the former cardiothoracic uh, doctor. Then she started messing around with Link. Link is in love with Amelia and Link wanted to marry her and she got all upset and I'm going to lose myself and this and that. I, I did a review in regards to how I didn't like the way Amelia handled things. So ultimately, um, Amelia and this person, they, they kiss because I forget the person's name, but they're the, on the Parkinson's disease um, project. Okay, so this person is a researcher and all of that. They end up kissing and Link saw them kissing. So Link is in his feelings because he's like, I was going to tell her how much I love her, blah, blah, blah. He talks to his best friend, Joe, and they end Joe, for some reason, started feeling a different way about her best friend. They end up having sex. Um, I don't, that was not a good idea. Then Joe started acting kind of funny style around Amelia anytime she's with them around Amelia. And I'm like, okay, girl, what? And Amelia noticed it. And Amelia finally told Joe, like, girl, I know that you and Link are best friends. And I know he's probably talked to you about our situation, but I'm gonna need you to keep it professional when you're around because you're making our interactions very awkward and we have to keep the patients, we have to look out for the patient's best interest, not whatever's going on personal. And she was right, because Joe was acting funny style. It was obvious. Um, and that's something that you don't do. Uh, so we got that going on. And ultimately, Joe tells Link that they should stop having sex. Now, I don't know how long that's going to last. Link was like, okay, cool. I guess he probably feel the same way. How long is that going to last? <laughs> uh, what else we got going on here? Um, the Parkinson's project, I, I don't know how far we're going to get with that. You know, they had some complications. The doctor who's the head of the whole project who's funding it, he has Parkinson's and he ended up having a bowel obstruction. So that put a halt on being able to do this special procedure. So we, we'll see, you know, next week where we go with that whole situation. Um, what else we got going on here? Um, that's like I said, I, I just did a summary. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was good. I, I felt like it was these three episodes was, was really good. I, I, you know, Cormac to me, I'm not, upset that he's gone. He didn't make an impact. Um, so him not being there is not going to be a big deal, you know? Um, 
Now we know Meredith has a new love interest and he's back and forth to, from Minnesota. So, and he asked her to come up there and she was like, I have kids. I'm like, how can he not understand? Like she just can't always just run, jump up and run when she got three kids to handle. So I'm going to be curious to see how far that goes. He does remind me of her ex-husband. Well, her former husband, she, they never divorced, but, um, but yeah, he does remind me of him. Um, what they call him McSweeney or McDreamy, whichever one it is. He definitely gives me that a reminiscent of that. And I'm sure that was done by design. The whole Amelia thing and 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 how this is going to pan out, I, I don't know. Looks like next week they're bringing back the former head of cardio, who is a, a I like his character because he's very um he's blunt and he don't try to make friends. <laughs> So I like him. So we're going to see uh, what's happening with him. I'm also curious about this new resident that's got a crush on Bailey. You know, um, she, you know, he he wants to work with Bailey and do surgeries with Bailey and all of that. Mm -hmm. Let's see how, where this goes. Let's see where this actually goes. I would be curious if, mm, I don't see that. You know what? I'm going to save that. That's my summary. Talk to you guys later. Peace.